This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have one of the people who taught me everything I knew about broadcasting, uh, Jeff Jordan. Now, is is that true? Is that accurate? No, I it's not. Taught you anything? And if I did, you forgot it. I guarantee you, I would have by now. <laughs> I didn't know. I can't remember was. anything. <laughs> Jeff Jordan, uh, who who did you bring today? Because she's absolutely a gorgeous lady. Well, I and very bright. <laughs> oh my goodness, we'll never get over this. Gail Robinson is yes. going to be this morning. Uh-huh. Well, she's I, been on before. I might add, uh, I hate to say this, with her sitting right here, mm-hmm. but um, from various reasons, one of my favorite people. She's. she's she just she just described somebody as a piece of work, and she's right, but so she she she's okay. Did she play uh, ball for you? I know she no. played for Ben. No, she did not play for me. No, and did not did not play against me either. That was her senior year. I didn't coach, so um, she she did play for Ben. That is correct. Had two places, as a matter of fact, Kittrell and at Oakland. So you are a Kittrell girl, aren't you, Gail? Very much so. That's pretty special, isn't it? Very special. Uh, there's something about the Kittrell folks that uh, they, they, they're they almost disarming in, in a lot of ways. And one of the guys that really stands out is Ben Cates, and he was your coach. He was my coach. Tell me what it was that was so special about Ben, because everybody in Rutherford County loved Ben Gates. Mr. Cates would make you feel like you were the favorite, mm-hmm. all always. Um, he took an interest in everyone, and from managers to players, spectators, mm-hmm. the janitors, whoever. You know, they were all special to him. Yeah. So people just migrated toward him all the time. And um, he uh, he would make you feel uh, accomplished. He would encourage you. And he would also discipline you as far as uh, uh, correct you in a manner that would make you want to do better. And um, he was always there for you, a phone call away. So he's touched so many people's hearts in so many different ways. It's it's hard to, to pinpoint just that special part of him, I guess you'd say. Yeah. A coach can do so much as far as um, your life and, and how you lead it. I, I, I always think about uh, Pat Head and uh, what a difference she made with all of her players, not just on the court but in life itself. And 
and I was watching um, one of the uh, ex-players uh, for her. They were talking about her about three weeks ago, and I was watching it, and she would start this particular player who was one of the greatest of all times that played for her. She started talking about her, and she couldn't stop crying because of, of the emotional impact that Pat had and also on her career, played pro, uh, still playing pro. Uh, but when I think about Pat, I think about Ben because every one of you ladies have the same response when you start talking about what Ben made in your life. And... Uh, I can understand why the accolades still keep flowing and Ben's been gone a short time now and uh, everybody misses him. And then you, when you start thinking about what he did, uh, I know I had Connie uh, on uh, Rachel and Sherry and and they had the same response when, mm -hmm. when they started talking about Ben. I didn't have to say a word. They could go on probably for weeks and weeks just talking about what he meant in their lives. Yeah, he was pretty special to all of us. Yeah. It was kind of funny, really, and, I, and Gail is very much aware of this. Uh, uh, the, the, the dislike, and, I, and that's, that's putting it mildly, the dislike for Kittrell was intense in every basketball gym in the county because they won a lot, a lot. I didn't notice that. I, I thought maybe the uh, the fist fights that were going on before and after the games that I went to, I, I, I thought it was just some kind of reaction between the people. I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> but this dislike did not extend to Ben. It extended to the to Kittrell in general, and and their rivalries, of course, mm -hmm. as you know, all over the county. Um, Rockvale and Eagleville, Las Casas and Walter Hill, uh, but everybody seemingly had a, a, a uh, rivalry with Kittrell, and mostly because they couldn't beat them most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, and but it didn't extend to Ben, uh, and uh, and he he was probably the most guilty party because he put together such fine teams and did such a great job with them, um, but. Anyway, I, I I think that's sort of a compliment, really, that you know that it didn't. Be, everybody seemed to like him pretty well. Yeah, but he was aggressive. What wasn't he, Gail? Oh yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he wasn't just coming there and with all love in his heart when it came out on the basketball court. Well, he was tough. He'd grab you by your jersey and pull you over face to face with him at times, and you knew where he stood, and you knew that he was had love in his heart for you, and he wanted you to do the best. It wasn't a, about a, a win or loss. It was about you. Yeah. I've heard a, a number of coaches say that uh, if, if it was one of those games when you guys didn't play up to the standards that you should have, he would not be a happy man. Not at all. Which is great. I mean, that's one of the things that makes a lot of you so successful in what you've done after after school, you might say. Right. And there was times that um, during halftime that if we didn't have 50 points on the scoreboard, he'd be challenging us and, you know, what's going on with you? Um, we need to be putting the ball through the hoop, you know. So he, uh, he pushed us hard, but just with a lot of love in his heart.
he had a lot of talent, didn't he? He did. And he would not let that talent slip through his fingers. He was going to make sure that uh, you ladies, when you think, I, back in those days, girls basketball, you guys were not supposed to be as tough as the boys back then. But you really made a difference in what's happened later on, didn't you? Both Ben and, and you ladies, because uh, you were able to accomplish things that a lot of uh, teams before you couldn't do. And uh, I, uh, I was, um, when, I, when Jackie and I would go to the basketball games over here at MTSU, I had rather go to see the girls play than the guys. That's that's the the difference that it's made. You play at the same level that they did, the boys did back in those days. I, I agree with you, and and I hate to say this because my brother played basketball for Kittrell too, but I know that every game, as Jeff referred to earlier about the competition and the between the schools, mm -hmm. um, that gym was packed yeah. every time that sometimes at Kittrell. When we'd run out on the floor, people would be standing in the out-of-bounds territory. We couldn't even take the ball out. Yeah. And then you'd see things thin out after our game was over. And so um, uh, we we did have a lot of support from the community. And it spread through Las Casas, Walter Hill, Kittrell, you know, all over the county. It was, it was just that way. But the women athletes in that time was, I think they did set the standard pretty high. Yeah, I, I still remember the the county tournaments i think that was part of i think it was the most uh uh exciting time during those particular days because there was so much competition bet between each section of the county but there was two that everybody hated one was central and the other one was kittrell and that had uh, uh it, it made a big impact on the old county. But like Jeff said, everybody loved Ben. But I guarantee, I don't know if they would have still loved him if, if they had been in, in, at halftime watching him <laughs> chew you guys out. Now, that, that had to have been something special. He used to laugh with me about it when he took over the Kitchell girls and, and they Evidently weren't very good. I don't know, but uh, he said they, and his family, uh, and his—I don't want to say his roots necessarily—but they're really in Cannon County, and um, he—they go up and play Woodbury. Well, Woodbury were really good, of course. Woodbury beat them, you know, and they really like Ben. Well, of course, you know what happened—the worm turned, <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly Kitcher was winning. And Woodbury was losing, and they didn't. He said they don't like me near as much now. <laughs> I remember going to Woodbury, and it was a battle. Oh a, yeah. A very physical game, and just. What was the little girl, the center? She she shot left-handed and right-handed, and she uh, she was an Adams, I believe. She. I don't remember her. I'm sorry. You don't. No. It may have been. Before no, nothing's before your time. But <laughs> I, I, he's right about that. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, uh, Cannon County developed some unbelievable athletes that were playing in, in, in ladies basketball. Well, you mentioned Central, of course, and you were exactly right about that. Uh, uh, but he had no way 
back then, uh, first of all, the Central girls, um, being charitable here, they had a lot of good friends that played. They were okay. They were a pretty, pretty good basketball team, but not a great basketball team. But the boys, of course, were different. They were terrific. And, uh, and, but Mr. Pate, who, who is no longer with us, and I, and I, you know, I've stayed as far away from him as I could. <laughs> you should have. I, I should have. That's right. Yeah. And he, he wouldn't play these teams. He, he, he wouldn't play. Uh, I remember he played last cast just one year, and that's because of James Faulkner, and they were good friends. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, he's not going to play them. And he felt like, and he's not here to answer this, and wouldn't answer it anyway. But, <laughs> but he wanted to play somebody that, I guess, that he thought would, would give him a much better game and make his basketball team better. And that was usually Sparta, Manchester, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So – and and they didn't have to play uh, to to seed for the tournament. They just they, but they did seed them. Well, he didn't care if he had a record in the county or not. He just said, seed me last because they knew that he was going to win anyway. It didn't make any difference who he played, except one year, <laughs> With, and and that was Ben's senior year when when Kittrell beat him. Yeah. Uh, now he he'd been tested a time or two uh, by Christiana and by Walter Hill, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying he didn't lose game, but generally speaking, he was district champion, mm -hmm. and um, they didn't like that, of course. And I, I, what do you mean you won't play me? Well, of course, hey, I'm sorry, but Mr. Pate is not going to take the Tigers into Kittrell and play man-to-man -man defense. No, that's not going to happen in front of that crowd. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Now, we'll get you a central and wide open spaces. We'll play you. You know, I understand that. Well, now, home court was really home court, Gail, back in those days because you know as well as I do, there were dead spots on that floor at Kittrell. If you dribbled on one of those spots, that ball was not coming back in your hand again. That's true. And I'll guarantee you, uh, you guys like Jimmy Montgomery – I have seen him, I don't know how many times, get to the middle court and let that ball fly and nothing but net all the way. But you guys were as tough as the boys in coming on. Did any time ever hit you uh, playing for Ben that you reached the level that you never thought that you would reach because – you, all you ladies, you really were honed to be something really, really special, and he could see it in you. What do you think he saw in you? I think he saw a lot of spunk in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got me at a very young age. I was an eighth grader ah. and um, came and got me out of a class and um, asked me if I wanted to play varsity. And I said, well, you know, I don't know. I'll have to ask my parents if I can. So I, I went into the gym with girls that were four, some going on five years older than me. Mm. And um, that was tough. Yeah. Um, and um, he, he put some fire in me that um, didn't make, you know, didn't make me turn around and think, you know, question myself, was this the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. uh, I felt 
just as much a part of that team as, as anybody else. And he encouraged me. He worked with me. I stayed over after school. He set up chairs in the gym. He uh, tied my arm, uh, my right arm to my hip so I could dribble with my left hand. And his friend, Bobby Joe Jones, would mm-hmm. stop by after work and practice with me. And then I would ride home with him to Murfreesboro when he'd go to the feed store and he'd drop me off. But he put time and effort into me. And he would not only, you know, try to coach me, but he would take me places to see other teams and other players play to give me some examples. One is um, one night he picked me up, took me to Lebanon High School. And here I am, an eighth grader, and uh, I got to see Brenda Arnold play in Mm -hmm. Lebanon, which is one of the best women athletes I think has ever come out of this area. And I got to see her play, and she was awesome. And he was telling me about, you know, her moves, and, and you know, I just was zoned in to that. So it was funny. We got back in the car and headed back home, and, you know, it seemed like forever to get home from Lebanon to Murfreesboro. And he said, well, how'd you like it? And I said, I really, really, you know, I like watching her play. I, I got a lot out of it. But could you do me a favor he said what what do you need and i said i'd like to get a jersey with her number on it he said you mean that's all you got out there <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 uh, blessed me with that giving me her number and i kept it all through the uh, oakland and kittrell and uh, but he just you know he put me in position to be better and not look at my age or um you know anything like that there was yeah. no obstacles in front of us he he made you feel like you could run through a wall. That's pretty special to be able to to play with a varsity team in the eighth grade. It's very that special. was almost hardly ever done in those days. And even today, in fact, I'm not sure they even allow it, do they, Jeff? Uh-uh, not, not unless you're on the same campus. So if the Eagleville can do it, I guess they're the only school in the county that can because everybody in the school is on the same campus. Wow. So you could pull up an eighth grader or a seventh grader, that better, if you wanted to. And I'm, I might point out a couple of things here, and she's mentioned one of them, and that's something that Ben really did very, very well. And that is, of course, he knew, he knew who the kids were and their whole family history and all that stuff. And he would go down in the in the middle school grades and and get kids, maybe some that hadn't even thought about playing, mm-hmm. and and get them into the gymnasium. And see see how they responded to it, but I think more importantly, and this, to my knowledge, has never really been brought out, and I don't know whether it has not, but this lasted after Kittrell closed, and mm-hmm. Johnny Jones became the elementary coach. Yeah. And the rivalry, particularly with the girls, remained exactly the same. Right. And if he hadn't if he hadn't told me, I wouldn't know it, but I know that Johnny Jones won eight county championships while he was coaching Kittrell and girls and we wanted to beat him so bad and and it was difficult to do <laughs> i mean he, he had the history and he had the tradition of, of having great basketball and he maintained it yeah and we lost johnny too <laughs> yeah not long ago and and uh, the whole family has taken a licking over the last couple of years but they're they're really special folks and Growing up in Kittrell like I did, and it was one of those things that we all thought we were special. Yes. I, I mean, uh, uh, Kittrell was had had a, a winning tradition that uh, very few were able to meet 
during those days. But when you would go to the the games back in those days, you'd already mentioned it. Um, it was an intense rivalry. Whoever came, I don't think Last Cash has ever got over losing Jimmy Montgomery because he used to go in their gym and practice, and <laughs> he was ready to to play when he got in the eighth grade too. And uh, when uh, they lost him, things it was like. Peyton Manning not going to Mississippi and playing right. playing football. It, it, it was it was that level. And uh, did you did you feel that um, feeling of representing your part of the county once you got on the floor? Because I know the fans did. It it was as intense as anything I've ever seen. Sports today can't even match what used to go on on that level. It really can't. Yeah, you definitely feel part of the community because yeah. you know that they were there to support you no matter. I mean, they took buses to Jackson when we went to the state tournament, which was unheard of at that time. Yeah. But, um, you know, we knew the people in the stands, and we knew they were there for us. And like you said, it was very intense. Um, so we knew they, they supported us 100%, and you could go to – Mitchell's store or somebody run into them and they'd be talking about the game the night before or the upcoming game. So they were very much involved and actually if they couldn't go to the game, they had the radio on. They were listening to the game. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers. There's nothing like the sparkle of a Bell Jewelers diamond. That's something my father said a long time ago, and we honor that tradition today by picking just the most beautiful diamonds for our Murfreesboro customers. My father, Blake Tidwell, said, Bell Jewelers can't do it, no one can. Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Toots. We're open 10 to 6 during the week. 10 to 5 on Saturday and close most Sundays. Healthy Tennessee, a nonprofit organization founded by Vanderbilt orthopedic trauma surgeon Dr. Manny Sethi, is hosting a free health fair this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Patterson Park Community Center, 521 Mercury Boulevard. Feed America First will also be on hand to provide free food distribution, and local health focused companies and organizations will provide vendor booths at the fair. The free Healthy Tennessee Health Fair and Food Distribution Saturday at Patterson Park Community Center, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. You know, they exclusively specialize in men's wellness, and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the entire country. Low T Center has literally reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It all starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all of the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. 
and now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $135 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Spring Hill youth pastor arrested in a human trafficking operation is also a chaplain with the Tennessee National Guard. Matthew Brewer is among 18 people who allegedly tried to meet up with who they thought was a 16-year-old girl in Spring Hill over the weekend. Fairfield Baptist Church in Centerville has pulled Brewer's photo from its website and says it's shocked and saddened by the situation and what's alleged doesn't align with its biblical values. Tennessee Military Department says it's supporting and assisting the civil law enforcement investigation of Brewer. A man crossing the street in a wheelchair taken to the hospital Monday afternoon after he was hit by an oncoming truck on Northwest Broad. Public Information Officer Larry Flowers reports a person in the wheelchair attempted to cross the road when he was hit. The victim's wheelchair became lodged under the truck after being hit. He was taken to the hospital, no word on his condition. Property taxes in Williamson County are going up. The county commission voted yesterday to approve the proposed $650 million budget for the new fiscal year. It means taxpayers will pay an additional $0.13 per $100 of assessed value. The commission voted down a last-minute effort to amend the proposal, with one commissioner saying more money was needed to pay county employees. Tennessee's top vaccine official says her firing is politically motivated. Dr. Michelle Fiscus was let go yesterday. She was the medical director for vaccine preventable diseases and immunization programs for the Department of Health. She says she believes she was fired due to political pressure over efforts to vaccinate Tennessee's kids against COVID-19. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Summer is the season of fun. Here's some tips to make sure you enjoy yours. Tip number one, lawn darts still aren't a good idea. Ouch, these things should be illegal. I think they are. Tip number two, you're never too old to chase the ice cream truck. Hey, slow down. I just want a dreamsicle. And tip number three, if you're looking for some real summer fun, play the Summer Instant Games only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. John here, reporting from the Tennessee Lottery Summer Games. Today we have Erica from Knoxville and Janet from Memphis, a dynamic duo going for the green and synchronized scratching. And they're off. The scratching has just begun, and oh boy, oh boy, is this a feat of athleticism. Look at the dexterity of their fingers and the ferocious tenacity of this team and the vice grip on that coin. They're going all the way. They've just won the green! Do you have what it takes to be a big winner this summer? Play the Summer Instant Games with chances to win up to $500,000 only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, high in the mid-80s, and southwest winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back. And uh, Gail Robinson, you've been really a great guest. You're almost as good here as you were on the court. I can't speak that for about that for about everybody but i mean you have really been a super guest uh you would think that um our little buddy over here to my right would have kind of improved a little bit over the years he just evidently i'm I'm not doing a very good job oh i think you're doing fine (laughs) i love jeff he knows that um when you were coaching jeff what were some of the toughest things that you had to deal with coaching the ladies because um, sometimes you have to put them in the same type of uh, atmosphere as you would the boys. And, and, and when you and I were growing up, uh, they weren't considered as tough when it came to uh, any type of sports or athletics or anything like that. But they paved the way for other generations of ladies to be able to play at the highest level. I, I do think that uh, we, we uh, maybe as a society, well, we have a different way of, of, of looking at girl athletes and boys athletes or just girls and boys in general. I've got a great grandson, and he's just all over the place, running into walls and I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, he's four. Just just turned four, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. last Saturday. But on the other hand, with a girl, this is very unfair. It really is not right. We expect this girl to be, and I'm, I'm skirting trouble here, I guess, but we, we expect her to be nice and polite and feminine and under control and and all this kind of stuff for uh, you know 22 hours a day but the other two hours when you're playing basketball or practicing or whatever we expect you to be mean and tough and not backing down from anybody and it it must be hard i'm not a girl so i don't know but it must be hard sometimes to turn that on you know and i've i've had some girls who were just the nicest person you'd ever want to meet you know, and I could call names, but I won't. But but when the practice started or whatever, they just couldn't seem to get to that level where I wanted them to be aggressive, you know. On the other hand, we have people like you 
are Patty Thompson, for instance, who's driving the bus today for Rutherford County Schools, who could do that. And that's, I think, of something that always is hard to grasp sometimes. Must be hard for the athlete, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and to your point, you know, turning it on and off, um, for me, I was aggressive all the time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, you, you go out and, on Woodbury Highway and you play pickup ball games or at recess at Kittrell playing against the guys. And then, you know, um, at practice, uh, Mr. Cates would bring in guys for us to practice against. And the other people would think that's unheard of. And, you know, it was kind of a norm for us at Kittrell mm-hmm. to, to be that way. And knowing that we went into a lot of gyms um, thinking that we were the underdog, especially, you know, some of the bigger schools or the more powerhouses like a Lebanon or Warren County, um, you know, your aggressiveness and your intenseness, I guess, sometimes was the, the decision maker of the game. Yeah. How intense you were or how tough you were you'd dive after a ball or you would get physical under the under the goal. And we knew how to box out, which today's game, they still don't know how to do that. But we knew. He taught us how to box out. So we'd get that second and third effort, you know, to score or get a rebound. And that's that's taught. And then you have to have that inside of you to do that, that, yeah, you're going to get banged up and bruised and broken sometimes. But... Um, you know, he, he put that in us, and it is it's, it is true what you're saying, turning on and off. I did the same thing, bringing boys that I knew uh, uh, to practice, you know, and we did that a lot of times at lunch. We'd take our lunch time and do that too. Mm-hmm. And um, the and I, I remember the first time I did it or whatever, and, and the boys in generally, they were concentrating on, well, we don't want to hurt anybody here. You know, we want to be, you know. And then I had a girl like uh, uh, Kelly Irvin Hockenberry, who, along with Patty Thompson, was mm-hmm. uh, all mid-state guard. Well, she was taking no prisoners. Right. And they found out right quick that they better play. Yeah. Or they were going to get embarrassed. And uh, and so that's what I wanted. Right. Right. And and they went at each other. And I I like that. I I like that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now uh, it's my understanding that. You guys, like you, uh, um, I started to say Connie. I can't believe Gail. (laughs) I don't know why I get Connie on my mind. I I, I think about her when she was playing at Kittrell. She did not want to play basketball. Here she had all the tools in the world. But she wanted to go over there and do somersaults and all that other stuff. (laughs) And the heck with playing basketball. (laughs) But... when I think about some of the people that you played against, tell me about Larry Brandon. You've already messed up by telling me this already, and I'll never let him live it down. I won't. And Johnny Jones playing outside and kind of like intramurals-like things and playing against two really tough guys. Yeah, we at Kittrell, um, at our recess, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we head to the basketball court, which was a dirt uh, ground there. It, you know, we didn't have concrete mm-hmm. or the baseball diamond. And uh, I was playing with uh, the boys. I was playing with Johnny and um, Larry. Both were classmates of mine. Mm-hmm. Love them to death. And um, 
it was you talking about getting physical you know they didn't give me any slack and of course i didn't give them any slack so i was guarding larry on a drive into the basket and um ran him kind of into a metal pole and broke his tooth oh uh, bless his heart yeah he never has i'm glad me. gilbert didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> he would probably pat me on the back but, yeah but uh yeah and uh larry never has let me live that down and johnny never let larry live that down either so but great friends and i, I love them to this day and larry and i are still real close and um, but yeah those those outside recess games or before school or after school were tough it was yeah. tough and those guys could play. They had some ball. <laughs> now, something special is coming up this Sunday. And I, 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 it's hard to get the word out because there were so many uh, uh, teammates of yours that have gone on for uh, to many different areas uh, across the country. But how in the world is it, will we be able to get all of them to come this next Sunday. I believe it's at 2 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, at yes. Oakland. And it's going to be at the gym yes. at Oakland. And it's going to be a very special day because you're going to be honoring someone who um, made such a major difference in every one of your lives. Um, is there any way to reach out or do we need... All the, the 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 players and and the managers to be able to get a hold of as many people as they know that they still have some type of uh, closeness with. Absolutely, yeah. This Sunday, uh, July the 18th, is Mr. Cage's birthday, ah. and uh, so what a day to celebrate him. And it is a celebration yeah. of him, and um, to um, bring everybody together. Is and eat. We're gonna have cake. Ooh. So to eat is something that just he loved. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you could get together with friends and have a meal, it won't be pinto beans and cornbread that he liked or soup, but um, he that was right down his alley. Yeah. And so at two o'clock uh, Sunday at Oakland High School, um, there um, we've reached out to as many people as we know we we could mm -hmm. and asked them to reach out to other people that they are friends with. Uh, via the radio, the Facebook, and that kind of thing. So we're hoping that we have a really good turnout. Uh, Mr. Cates' family will be there, and we're hoping to tell stories. Yeah. what he's famous for. Uh, him and, and my friend here to my left are famous for these stories, and uh, whatever way they tell them, I guess. But anyway, um, it, it'll be a fun time, and we hope as many people that we can touch and reach uh, mm -hmm. We'll be able to attend. We've got people coming in from uh, all over the place, hopefully, um, to, um, you know, to enjoy this time together. And his family's really excited about this going on, too. That, this is really special because um, Ben, he's got to be looking down from heaven. I think so, And too. to see uh, all of his players and people that he's coached with to be there and listen to the stories and it's got to make everybody that comes, has, it's got to be a very special day for them. We're it, all excited about it. Yeah, and uh, it's important for each person that knows where, uh, that, that they can get in touch with to be able to uh, 
because that's not far uh, from now. I mean, right. here we are Tuesday, mm -hmm. and we got to get that done by Sunday. Right. So you need to to um, use the same type of aggression you did when you was on the ball court <laughs> to make sure that that everybody gets there. We've really, uh, along with a lot of our my former teammates and friends. Uh, we've had a group effort, and Jeff's helped us out too. Um, we got together and pulled this thing together as a group and trying to reach out from there. So we're hoping we've touched a lot of people. And, uh, and there's also uh, non-players that maybe has family or whatever and, and has known right. the relationship between uh, Coach Cates and, and them as players. And it's mostly what you're looking for would be players and the coaches, right? Players and former managers. Okay. Yes. And, you know, back to the point we were talking about, how much he's touched everybody. Um, he he was as close to his managers as he was our players, uh, our teammates. They were part of our team no matter what. So um, I've reached out to a lot of them, and they're excited about coming too. So, yeah, we're hoping that somebody will think of somebody else to, to be in contact with and, get, and spread that word. Yeah. Now, who's bringing the cake? Um, me and a couple friends and uh, <laughs> on this committee, we're, we're going to have a, a, a cake for Oakland, and we're going to have a cake for Kittrell. Oh. And so, and see, in the planet both, I get to eat two pieces, so. Oh. <laughs> I don't like the way that worked out. <laughs> so, how many years did Ben coach at Kittrell, and how many years did he coach at Oakland? Well, I, I actually reached out to Steve to, to confirm that, and if I'm, if I'm correct, I think he coached seven years at Kittrell and 13 at Oakland. Is that right, Jeff, you think? That's, That's close. close. That's a in total the of, A total of 20 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think he, um, being from Kittrell, do you think he put more into it for Kittrell because everybody knew the cases back in those days. I still remember when um, every, all, when Oakland opened up and Riverdale opened up, and Jeff can correct me if I'm not mistaken, but Oakland was the place that all the teachers wanted to go. Right. And, and there seemed to be a major draw for... Oakland that Riverdale did not have, what was the relationship between the teachers at that time? Well, I, I think that the reason that they wanted, and not all of them, of course, some of them were brand new, hadn't taught at all, but the main, main reason that a lot of teachers wanted to go to Oakland, I can think I can express that in two words, John Swafford. That's what I thought. Uh, he was principal central. Mm -hmm. They knew what was expected. He was evidently, I didn't ever work for him, Ben sure loved him. He evidently was an outstanding principal, and so people went over there. Yeah. They just did. He was kind of uh, an ambassador in some ways, and in some ways other than that, he, he kind of uh, paved the way for all the athletes at Central, especially football, he 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 was a steadying force because we now all know that when we played at uh, Central, it, it was like fighting a tornado sometimes. 
on on the football field especially. But uh, um, John Swafford, everybody respected him yes. and loved him during that he time. Was, he was a leader, wasn't he, Gail? He was. He, he just had, and I can't describe it necessarily, uh, but he was just had good leadership skills. And when he said something, not that he was a dictator, because he wasn't. No, but he, the opposite. When, yeah, when he said something, it, that's that's the way it was going to be. And I think the students had respect for him as well. Yeah. And and sometimes you 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 see um, people like Ben who had respect from everywhere. Uh, those type of coaches have something that are it's it's very rare. And when you can get a hundred percent out of your athletes and yet still uh, the respect is, is there from the time you walk onto the court and even afterwards after he's retired and all the players are gone they still want to have a relationship with him how, how many times can you see that it's just unbelievable but alright it's this Sunday 2 to 4 Hopefully everybody can get there by 2 o'clock or earlier because the relationship is still there with all the players. Right. And it's just like having a family reunion. Exactly. And you want everybody to show up and just enjoy the atmosphere and remember some stories that you can bring back up about Ben Cates, who is one of the more special people we've ever had in our community. Any last words other than that? You know, when uh, when we went to camp and basketball camp in the summer, and I'd either take my team or if I wasn't coaching anymore, I'd, I went with him sometimes. And it was amazing. First of all, he coached a number of years, and he knew everybody, seemingly. He knew everybody, and they all knew him. But many people would come up to him or talk to him or maybe he hadn't met and they would invent. I knew what was coming. I could almost just script it out myself. They would say, "Oh, I remember you. You played on that boys from Cripple Creek team with Jimmy Montgomery, mm -hmm. you know." And and they, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they went to the state tournament. And I remember them driving by Central, and we didn't like that. <laughs> the bus blowing the horn. They were on the way to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Everybody thinks it was a Jimmy Montgomery team. Right. But they were five, oh. uh, five really great athletes, and, and they were very uh, smart when it came to basketball. Yes, and and you you mentioned uh, Nipper a minute ago. Oh, heaven gracious! He could have played anywhere. Yes. Jimmy Nipper. You didn't want to get next to that guy because you're going to end up on the in the third row. I yeah. mean, he was tough. Uh, they they had a number of players like that. Of course, they they, they played well. You know, they would have won the state championship that year if they weren't – when the guard would come down, there was a certain athlete on what, Nashville East, I believe yeah, it was. don't remind me. Uh, the, the guy was un unbelievable. <laughs> and, but I want to tell you this. You may not you – you probably have heard it. Uh, they asked Mr. Pate how they could beat Nashville East. And he said, don't dribble the ball down the court. Pass the ball. Don't try to get past their guard. And guess what happened? They dribbled it, and they they dribbled it. <laughs> <laughs> down the court. And, and, and it was unbelievable. But there was 
you know, we talk about Mr. Pate, and, and I'm one of these people that loves him, and uh, other people. He, he was very tough. He was very strong-minded. But the coaches always respected the other coaches' abilities to coach and get the best out of their athletes, except for one. Now, this was in, I think it was Tullahoma, 1960, which was one of the best basketball teams I ever saw. And, and of course, it was Murfreesboro Central. They didn't have a, uh, a clock back then. So guess what the coach did? He held the ball for pretty much the entire game. Right. And uh, I, I remember you always want to play the game as hard as you can and get the most out of your athletes. Well, after uh, Central won, I think it was by, what, three or four points. It wasn't much. It was, I don't think either one of them scored much over ten points. No, it was something, this final score was something, I'm, I'm, it's going to be wrong, but I'm close, like nine to five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And, and uh, for whatever reason, of course, Mr. Pate was very unhappy. And I remember, I was sitting close to where he, the two coaches met. And Mr. Pate, of course, would not shake his hand. And uh, he, he, he said, basically, this is the last time we'll ever play you, as long as you're coach here. And that, that was kind of a symbol. I guarantee you, Ben usually took, would have taken things a little bit different than Mr. Pate, probably a lot different in some ways. But I'll guarantee you, Ben Cates would have walked off of the floor without shaking his hand. And I, I, I talked to uh, one of the coaches. Uh, I'm not going to mention it on the air. But uh, he told me that he absolutely just loved Ben Cates. But Ben was so competitive that in, in one of the games, he, he got beat pretty bad. And... and uh, and the team didn't play anything close to what he wanted them to play. And when they were got the game was over and the buzzer went off, Ben went as far away from him as he could. <laughs> he just could not stand it. And it just shows you that basketball is something special. You, uh, not only can you see all the players and you can see the emotions that are going on and, and the, the type of – of uh, uh, game that you're having, all that you're putting into the game. And there, you don't – I think, uh, what is it, Hoosiers comes as close to putting you at Kittrell and, yes. and, and at Oakland. It, it, it brings it to the forefront because it's such an emotional game. It's such a competitive game. And it shows not only the strengths of every player, the weaknesses of every player, and how much you throw into the game. And that's why, uh, Gail, I can remember y'all so well, and I can remember uh, uh, the games that I got to see and stuff like that. But the love and the emotions that goes in to the game you can't express it anymore i mean people i don't watch the nba anymore I, I don't i don't feel like that it's part of 
what I grew up with, the game of basketball. But when I saw y'all play, it was, it was pretty special. Uh, I can remember the ladies play, a lot of them, before you. I mean, I was just a kid when I would go watch them and, and can still remember them. And uh, But the tournaments, I'm not talking about state tournaments. I'm talking about the county tournaments. There was nothing like it. And a lot of that Ben grew up with watching that. And I think that's one of the reasons that you ladies were so special to him because it, it was like uh, uh, almost like a Samson and <laughs> what? What, what's that guy, big old guy named Goliath or whatever? <laughs> the, the, those, I don't think they're in the same story, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was something that was so unique and, and, and in some ways powerful watching you play at the level that Ben Cates had you playing. And you weren't just playing for the fans and the Kittrell folks, you're playing for Ben. Exactly. And that's what really made it something that you rarely will see. And to see the legacy that he has uh, been able to make as far as how you're uh, uh, considered uh, in, in not only your basketball prowess, but also the way that you've succeeded in life. You still have a lot of friends around here because of what you did and what he did for you. Absolutely. And I cherish that. And, you know, when, you, when I think of him, I think of him as a class act. And I did as, as an eighth grader. Yeah. And so we wanted to bring a class act performance on that floor and then off the floor, too. Uh, we wanted him proud of us as individuals even after we stopped playing basketball in our, you know, in our faith and in, at, um, in our workplace, uh, in the community. And um, he brought us all together, and we still are together. More yeah. so with me and the Kittrell group, um, we're still all very close friends and stay in contact with each other. Uh, not so much the Oakland group, because that, that was kind of a, a short-term um, process for me, but mm -hmm. I know a lot of the Oakland girls do the same thing. And um, so, the, but he was the nucleus um, and the common denominator of all of us. He wanted to keep that close-knit group together, didn't he? Because did. I've seen a lot of you over the years. You, I'd see you out at Miller's and right. all those places, and I know he w was taking you out to those. And, and uh, he, he was, have, that was his favorite time. Absolutely. To be, he didn't want to lose touch with you. He wanted you to remain in his family. I can tell you a story. We went, um, it's been about three years ago, four years ago now. Um, we all met at Cracker Barrel. Mm -hmm. And there was about maybe 12, 15 of the players and him in Cracker Barrel. We were in the center of the room. And, you know, some of the guys and uh, other people, customers were coming in. They were kind of looking. Here's a one man with about 15 women over here. Mm -hmm. We were laughing, cutting up. And then people were coming in and said, you know, um, didn't y'all play basketball together or kids or whatever? And it just lit him up. And uh, we just had the biggest time. But he loved us getting together 
um, to sit down to have dinner or to go to a game together or just stop by, you know, yeah. the house or whatever. So, um, you know, and, and I know every player and manager that was associated with him feels, feels the same way. Ben, he, he, he still didn't give up coaching as far as working with the kids. He continued on long after he had retired right. uh, from the school system, and uh, he was pretty much our promoter. You probably know more about this. Uh, I'm sure you do, uh, Jeff, about what he did for the young people long after he retired. Right. He was um, – it's really unbelievable, but, uh, but both of you are aware of it. He was county recreation director for over 40 years. I mean, can you imagine holding a job, <laughs> the same job? And he was, he was, he had, uh, we'll call them playgrounds. Yeah. Right? They weren't, it was all kinds of different places, but all over the county, from Laverne to Eagleville. I mean, and he would go religiously to these places during the summer and take them equipment and, and talk to the, whoever the, the, the site director was and everything. And he had thousands of kids that came yeah. to those things every year. And, of course, then they started playing baseball and coach pitch and then softball. They had adult leagues and then they had football, and now they got basketball. Mm -hmm. And he started all of it. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of help, as he would tell you, mm -hmm. but he started it all. So it's not just uh, the ladies' basketball. Right. He, he has committed himself to people at all ages, and maybe that was the only uh, chance that many of them were able to play uh, yeah. uh, sports and, and meet new people along the way. Yeah, he was very interested in, in everybody participating and just having a good time and enjoying themselves. And, uh, and he had it going. He had it, he had it everywhere. I mean, Barfield and Central and, and, and Kittrell. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Carl Watkins over at Shiloh would bring his kids to Kittrell because he didn't have a place at Shiloh. And he'd go out there, and there'd be 40 kids there, you know, and then they'd feed them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was an amazing thing. It, it really was very good. And I, I wanted to, she was telling you, I think I told her this the other night, um, about Connie, her sister, who was six, what, five? Six, uh, how, how, how big was she? You mean Connie Vance? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, how tall was she? Six, six? Well, the, program, five, six, three, wasn't it? the programs would always say six, three. I always thought six, five, but... She know. looked like she's six seven or she six did. eight. <laughs> she did. Yeah. He, he he of course. <coughs> if you have a kid like that, that kid in the school is going to play <laughs> basketball, and he coached her in, in elementary leagues as mm -hmm. well as high school, and she made made the mistake that almost all players make, and that is that they're shooting the ball from their waist, or they're shooting it from their shoulder, and and when when you do that and you're six five, you just you're just becoming. Five ten, right? That's what you're doing, and but this tells you a little bit about him. He, he, he she finally she she couldn't break that habit, and most people have trouble breaking that habit. But she she had a lot of trouble breaking the habit of shooting the ball too low. Bring it down where the little people can help you, you know, get it, block it. Well, he was telling her and telling her and telling her what she needed to do, and he. And, and then and then all of a sudden she started doing it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she started doing it, 
she became virtually unstoppable. You really couldn't do anything yeah. with her, you know, because she'd shoot over you. And, you know, he couldn't do it. And he said that he walked into practice one day, and, and after years of telling her, she was doing it right. She was actually shooting the ball over her head. And and he said, I said, well, Ben, that's a real compliment to you. I said, he said, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> and I said, what? He said, I didn't have anything to do with it. He said it was just, it was just time, for her to make the change, and she made it on her own. And she, and she well, of course, that's not entirely true, is it? I mean, he, he did tell her <laughs> he did numerous tell her. times. He uh, made us believe that we could do anything. Yeah. yeah. Anything. And it was up to you. You know, he couldn't do it for you. But it was up to you, but he put it out there for you. A lot of coaches would have said, well, I've been working with her for, you know, ages and drills and everything. Right. And, and uh, finally, you know, she finally came around to trying what I was trying. He didn't do any of that. No. He said, I didn't. Uh, she did it. Okay. She did it. Good for you. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> I bet you there are some coaches that are listening or not right now. That coached against Ben or known him as as a friend, I bet you there's a lot of them would like to show up at what's going on Sunday from two to four. That would be pretty neat because they would have some stories to Absolutely. tell. Absolutely, they're welcome to come. Yeah, that would be special. Or they can get along. Uh, you know, you you've played against some really great talent over the years, and. Uh, there's just um, there's going to be a special day, and and everybody that has that close relationship, they need to come Sunday and just enjoy uh, all of the stories right. uh, about Ben and what he's done. Hoping Ronnie Eakes will be able to come. Ronnie, of course, was. Uh, I guess he may have been the only assistant Ben ever had. I think so. Uh, he he came from Rockvale when the School mm -hmm. closed, and and uh, he was there when he retired, and and mm -hmm. uh, I, and Ronnie was a, a major reason that the freshman team was so successful, and B team was successful, and then he assisted Ben. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll be able to come. Yeah. All right. I guess we're out of time. That's what the thing's showing. So <laughs> Sunday, two to four, Oakland Gymnasium, and this is for the. Uh, uh, ladies that have played for Ben Cates and the managers. And if you were a coach and, and uh, maybe you didn't do so well, show up and tell all the ladies why you didn't do well against them. Yes. All right. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, thank you, Trim. Thank you. Gail Robinson, Jeff Jordan, it was great, great being with you. It really you. was. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.